Hello and welcome to Weep Spawn. We're talking about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We're by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host, Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the indie game Obsidio. And as always, spoilers ahead. <laughs> Question mark? Yeah, whether it's kind of like, hey, if you want to learn, because there are some people that like blind, like to go into a game blind. So if that's your style, obviously there's going to be spoilers ahead. Yeah, not not really any spoilers. Yeah, I guess it's more gameplay mechanic spoilers rather than any sort of story. Yeah, so Obsidio, this is a horror game developed and published by Kyle's Garage. And I can only assume that that means a guy named Kyle made it in his garage, or at least in his house. (laughs) Uh, It was released on Steam for uh, Microsoft Windows on August uh, August 28th of 2021. Obsidio is a one-to-four player online co-op psychological horror where you and your team of priests explore different locations, experiencing different paranormal events in an attempt to figure out what ghost you are dealing with and exercise it from the property. You will use your ghost hunting equipment along with a ghostpedia to try and locate where the ghost is and the type of ghost that you are uh, dealing with. Um, So one thing about this is we... So yeah, we covered phasmophobia already. And I this is basically... I believe to be a reaction to the success that Phasmophobia has gotten because obviously when you have such a successful game, you're going to have copycats that try to um, profit off of the hype. And I believe this is one of those. And although it is a copycat, I actually really like this game. There are some different mechanics about it. Like, there are some similarities. But there are different mechanics that actually make this one very interesting. And I think if we were to merge the good parts of this and the good parts of Faz, it would create, like, this really good ghost hunting game that's, like, fantastic. But, alas, they're two separate games, and both have pros and cons that I think we're going to talk about. So one quick thing I want to say about that is the developer did admit he had uh, the game is inspired by Phasmophobia, but unlike Phasmophobia, where you just identified the ghost, he wanted to go in a different to make it a unique game in its own about mm. the exercising of the ghost. Gotcha. And yeah. That's the two different parts of it because I think some people complaints were about like the ghost instruments about how it's easy to find out the ghosts where he is improving on that but he's like the main focus is about exercising the ghost and not just finding it like right that makes sense i because i have noticed that it is very easy to figure out ghosts from the ghost equipment which we'll get to a little bit. We'll share our opinions on quite a few matters in just a little bit. But just to give you a little bit more detail on Obsidio, 
It focuses more on, like we've mentioned, paying attention to the context clues and what the ghost looks like and how it interacts with the environment as opposed to finding specific item clues and basing everything off of that. Hence, like, Phasmophobia, Spirit Box, all that stuff. This allows for a lot more replayability and keeps each playthrough unique. This is a description from it. I also wanted everything to revolve around exorcism. Therefore, every item that the ghost interacts with, spirit box, EMF, Geiger counter, all changes how you approach an exorcism. There are currently over 55 ghost interactions in the game. These range from anywhere from a subtle move of a plate or a disembodied breathing through to the ghost completely smashing walls or making it rain blood. I didn't think I've experienced smashing walls. I have not either. You need to pay close attention to what the ghost is doing as it tells you exactly what ghost you are dealing with. Yeah, so one thing that I just want to say about this is I love how they do interactions with the ghost. Because one... You know what? Let, we can go on to the the, the first topic because I'm about to segue right into that. Is how does this game compare to others of its genre? And I gotta say it holds up pretty well because what I was just about to say was the ghost interactions are very unique and they're really cool. They execute them really well. Whereas Phasmophobia, sometimes you'll get challenges of uh, interact with a, or experience a ghost interaction. And you can go the entire game and just not get it. And it is very inconsistent to how to accurately experience a ghost interaction in Phasmophobia. Whereas in this game, it centers around those ghost interactions. And that's how you discover what type of ghost you are. So it opens up the possibility of what we're dealing with. Because there were some, like I played not too long ago. And as we're playing, we're walking in a room. And all the loose objects just start floating into the air and hovering. And it's just like adds a little spook factor that is just so unique to the ghost games that we've played so far. So it's just... And the fact that there are so many interactions are very nice and cool. I don't know if you think the same way about that type of stuff. And if not, let me know because... We haven't actually talked about this all that much outside of podcasting. I definitely do enjoy the ghost interactions a whole lot more. And we'll get, like, obviously, I think everyone knows in this genre, Phasmophobia is, like, the godfather for this as of right now. And, like, everything is, like, everyone's always like, oh, this is just a spinoff of Fast. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Every type of game like this is always compared to Phasmophobia. So I think, as a broad sense, it Phasmophobia is kind of like the godfather of all these games. and Or at least, like, the cornerstone of what everyone always compares it to. And one thing, because, like you said, the whole game is based more about the ghost interactions. And I think they've done a fantastic job of it. A lot of times... I just like playing it to see what's going to happen. Like, the first time I saw a painting move down the hallway freaked me the <laughs> fuck out. And I, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, guys. Yeah. And I just see a painting floating through the hallway. <laughs> like, it was so cool to actually see that. And like you mentioned, like, phasmophobia is... Like, sometimes you might get a ghost that throws something. 
even though like a poltergeist is supposed to throw things, even when you get it angry, I swear it doesn't throw shit. Yeah, I honestly, for most of the things for Phasma, there are some things in Phas that definitely you can tell from certain interactions like, okay, this is probably this ghost or this is that. Like I can see this interaction happening more often with these ghosts. But there are some that it's like, okay, spirits are not supposed to be as aggressive and we get one that's so fucking aggressive. We're like, this has to be a demon. It turns out to be a spirit. Or demons are so aggressive, and then you get nothing. And the interactions between them are just so inconsistent that it's upsetting. Because there is so much potential with phasmophobia and those types of things. That it's just the inconsistencies what really sucks about that. And I think you are thinking of shade, not spirit. Shade is the one that doesn't do anything. Well, I th- or it well, could be I, I guess too, but I think, or yeah, I was you might be right. Shade. You might be right. Because I was, that was actually one example I was going to say is there was one time, granted it was hard mode, but the fucker went into like hunt mode almost immediately when we got there. And like the main description of a shade is that it doesn't reveal itself or like hardly ever reveals itself. I don't know if that's considered a weakness or a strength, but basically you can figure out it's a shade because it doesn't give you any clues or like any inner interactions or anything. And this motherfucker went into hunt mode like three times within like the first 10 minutes of going into this place. So we couldn't get into the room because literally as we got into like the hallway hunt mode, as we got to hunt mode, like, it just constantly went into hunt mode. So we're like, oh, it has to be the Oni who is constantly attacking. Nope, it was a shade. And we're like, what? <laughs> we have a whole Phasmophobia episode. So if you want us to hear more about it, please go over and watch it. But right. one of the things I want to mention is one of our biggest complaints was the ghost interactions and the ghost descriptions, how they don't always act like this. This is one game that fits it perfectly. Yeah, like, because you you're... Know. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, it, it fits it perfectly because it is literally the only way you find the ghosts. And like you said, if you just combine like the ghost hunting of Phasmophobia with the ghost exorcism part of like actually seeing the ghost interactions, if they were to combine those two you would have a god-tier game, like, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, you really would, because, yeah, one thing about Faz is you discover the ghost through the equipment that you use, whereas this one, it doesn't matter what equipment you use, you can get any ghost to react to any certain equipment. It's all about interactions, and the interactions make it spooky, because there are so many in this game that when you're walking through a room, these interactions start to happen, and some of them can be pretty creepy. Although I guess my only complaint is how often they happen. But I think that's because you need them often because that's how you identify the ghost. Yeah, it's kind of split between the two. Like of wanting to yeah. see it and then a little too much yeah. sometimes. One thing I do like about this game over Phasmophobia is the unique character models of the ghosts i think the ghost models are really cool 
and really well done. Although if you physically see the ghost in a hunt, you can kind of accurately determine what ghost it is that way if you don't get all the clues. But I think the the sprites for them or the the character models are really good. All right. Well, after besides just comparing it to other games of this genre, do you think this game will have a future? Um. Honestly, I don't. Only because it is a copy of the original Faz. And most of the time, out of just pure spite, people don't go towards the copies, even if they are good. So I don't think it'll really have much of a future unless somehow it gets a big peak like Faz did from a big YouTuber, a big Twitch streamer. I think it's going to kind of fizzle out as Faz kind of fizzles out. What about you? What is your thoughts on that? I could see it. I I guess it's more of I'm hoping it doesn't. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to look it up. I think the Kyle's Garage who developed it, I'm pretty sure it's like a solo person. That's what I be- would believe. I didn't actually look much into Kyle's Garage. I'll look him up real quick. Yeah, so... and. It, at least on Steam, I looked him up, and he only has this game, and he just did, like, a major update. So, for me, I'm just mixed on the future, as in, I don't think it would ever surpass Phasmophobia. However, I think it is one of the best clones, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm of phasmophobia that there is yeah i would agree so it's like this guy seems very passionate about it because i've read some of his or i've read some of the negative reviews on steam which he replied to to a lot of them to like give them feedback of like exactly what problems with it and he gave them feedback and it was like this is actually what i'm improving on this should be out next week um, and stuff like this like so he's very he seemed very active and wanting to improve but i mean that can also only go so far like as a solo person i would yeah. i would almost want him to sell his game to someone else mm, so they can that, put more effort and yeah money like maybe it. someone wants to like a company that hasn't made a game well maybe not necessarily hasn't made a game like this before but maybe wants to become like a next competitor of phasmophobia because i feel like phasmophobia is almost okay i was gonna say something that's i don't think completely true at all uh (laughs) it's a game that people may always come back to you kind of get that itch like minecraft just not as popular as minecraft minecraft is like extremely popular so i'm not saying phasmophobia is anywhere near the popularity of minecraft is but i feel like it has kind of like that same thing where at least for me there are sometimes like i could play minecraft for a month straight and then not touch it for a few months but then come back to it for either a major update or something happens and i'm like 
you know what? It is good to come back. It is a fun game. Like, I could always come back to it because the fundamentals never really change. Where Phasmophobia adds some new things, like new ghosts, new maps, new stuff. So it's always fun to come back to. And it's... Like, that's why I would want that to happen, is him almost to sell the game to a bigger maybe or just another indie studio that has more people that could work on this so it can become like another one of those games that you kind of want to come back to because i do have a lot of fun with this game with the limited time i've played on it but i do feel like because it is slow to update it's going to fall in that fall in the hole where even by the time it updates to where it wants to be at, many people have already abandoned ship. Yeah, I completely agree. The replayability is there, um, semi-sort of, especially with the semi-regular updates and stuff. But yeah, I, I do feel with the single developer scenario, it will fall short of people's expectations and it'll hit those targets too late, like you said. It's it's a fast-moving industry, and if you don't keep on it really quickly, it's going to go down in flames. Just like how Valheim had this huge surge of players, everyone loved it, but they released um, updates too slowly, so I think it fell out of popularity rather quick. It could have lasted a lot longer if they had stronger updates more frequently. Yeah, and I know I've given this example before, like Fall Guys too. They had such a huge popularity boom, maybe even more than Phasmophobia. And they just, like, it was fun for a while. And then I haven't, well, I was about to say, I haven't played it in months, but I actually just randomly played it yesterday because we were looking for a four-person game. And Fall Guys was, like, one of the only people games we had that I could play with four people. But, like, besides that, like, I couldn't tell you the last time I played it. But I did have fun playing it now. But it's, like, it... There's definitely going to still be people that still play it. I've even seen some popular Twitch streamers play it. But they more play it as, like, a downtime game. As, like... When Fortnite is still ever so popular, not as popular as it used to be, but it's still as popular. But like when it goes down for like maintenance, I've seen some people swap to like, we'll play a couple Fall Guy games or so. But it's always been a like transition game or like a, hey, we need to kill an hour type game. It's never going to be, hey, let's play this for like three to four hours type game where or like bring you in it's more of a hey we need a break why not fall guys type game and i feel like if obsidio doesn't put out updates it's gonna it's gonna fall down and then people are gonna be like well if i only have an hour do i play this do i play this or, like, if they have both, like, Phasmophobia or this, it's, like, what makes you different enough 
that they would choose this over Phasmophobia. Yeah. So, it has great potential, and I would love for it to see a future because I've seen them update and communicate, but it's just so hard to say if he really does have a future because, like you said, the market goes by quick. If you don't catch on that train, you're going to get left behind. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is eventually he's just going to kind of give up on this one and just move on to making new games rather than continuously updating this one. Which is sad because one of the things when I first got into Phasmophobia was a running joke between us is always like, I'm glad we just go like, yeah, it's an Oni later. Like, we <laughs> don't help you at all. We're just like, yep, it's an Oni. Like, could you imagine being the homeowners, like, getting it? And they're like, oh, yeah, your place is haunted. Oh, but you got rid of it, right? Nope. But here we go. I let you. It is an Oni, and it will attack you multiple times. <laughs> oh, uh, yep. what did we pay you for? We already knew it was haunted. Oh, but we found out exactly what type of ghost it is. <laughs> so what do we do with that information? That's up to you. Bye. Call, call a professional. <laughs> yeah, so I really want... There was... I forget what the other game is, but there's another one that is similar to this concept that I really wanted to try because there's one where you have to actually read Bible verses to exercise the ghost. And, like, the you actually have... It's like almost like a Ghostbusters thing because you actually kind of, like fight with the ghosts and i think i kind of want that like phasmophobia is great for the investigation but it's like it would be i would that's where you said you wanted to combine the two games i would love like a two-part game or something where it's like oh you do the investigation like maybe you have like a time limit like you have 30 minutes to investigate where the ghost interacts with you and all this stuff and could go into hunt mode and stuff but after 30 minutes it's like oh now you have to exercise the ghosts either through like brute force or through the stuff you accumulated you found out what it's weak to kind of like we just recently did a blue exorcist podcast episode where there's certain people where if you say their bible verse they get destroyed how cool would that be if the information you gathered through investigation, now you're like, oh, this is what's super effective against him, and now you actually have to go in and exercise the ghosts. That would be pretty neat. Yeah, there's... yeah, Man, like you said, there's just so much potential that could be implemented in these games. But sadly, they're probably not gonna happen. Unfortunately. Yeah, so I guess we can kind of talk about what type of experiences we had during this game. Because, I mean, we haven't played it a whole lot, but there are some pretty neat things that happen in the experiences that we've had. I definitely have enjoyed my time doing it by far. The, like like I said, the floating picture frame, uh, that, when I first saw it and it surprised me, I was like, oh, this is great seeing blood written messages on the ground and freaking knives being thrown in the air like <laughs> the ghost interactions are just so good that like part of me just wants to replay it just to see all the different interactions and just to like 
see everything that just goes on. And yeah, there are some goofy ones too. Sorry, you can oh, yeah. continue. I was just about to say this kind of goes into more of a downside or like what people have issues with is that a lot of these interactions could easily identify the ghost without actually using any of the equipment. For instance, Krampus is the only one that shows presence. And there was one time mm-hmm. we like got in the house and like 30 seconds later, we happened to find a present. So we're like, oh, it's a Krampus because that's literally the only one that does it. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually when I said there are some goofy ones that kind of goes right into that because there are, there's one, I can't remember the name of it, but you, it'll spawn pumpkins. And I believe that it smashes pumpkins and it's just like, sometimes there's really goofy ones that don't really fit the scene too well, but you can easily pinpoint what type of ghost you're dealing with. And I, th- there's some, all I'm saying is there are some really cool events to have have had in that game, but some of the goofy ones just kind of throw off the feel. And sometimes they can be like, if it's like, like if they were rare, I think it would be fine, a little more rare, because mm-hmm. then it's like sometimes after maybe after playing like three or four games, you kind of have like you get a little anxiety building because you've been through a few hunts and everything. So then you go and you're like, all right, let's play again. And the next thing you know, you see pumpkin smash and you kind of get like a lighthearted field, like to kind of like calm you down a little bit. So at times I think it can be funny to actually have to maybe have like a funny ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, yeah. Cause you, it's not always great to have a serious game all the time. So just throwing in some of the goofy ones would add like a little comedic relief to the stressful situation that the game can be. Or even if you turn those comedic things to like something scary, because I mean the whole shtick of like Joker is he's a clown and a lot of his things, maybe not necessarily look funny, but are supposed to be like funny type things, but are actually very deadly. So like you could try to use that and maybe like the pumpkins are like even if they're like smash or something maybe like leave the hammer or something like that to where it's not just smash pumpkins but all of a sudden you actually see like the sledgehammer that smashed it or like a obvious like footprint and you're just like okay that's actually kind of a little creepy now yeah so there are like little bits uh, you could do with that. But I think overall my experience has been pretty positive, I would say. The the one thing I think I haven't got used to is actually when it does go into hunt mode, I haven't figured out like hiding places and stuff like that. So the I feel like the ghosts are just super quick. Yeah. Yeah. That is one big thing is the hiding spaces. I feel like you have very few places. I think hallway closets are the place you can go, but they have glass doors. So I don't know if the ghost can see through them. I've never attempted it, but I think the only other hiding spaces are like, if you just go into a room before the ghost sees you. And sometimes there are dressers and stuff that are jutted away from the wall that you can hide behind. But yeah, there's not really many 
areas. And I think the point of the game is almost to figure out the ghost before a hunt or avoid hunts as much as possible. I think so too, which I think is weird because like in Phasmophobia, you have ways to run away or you Mm -hmm. have chances to, or like you can do like circles and stuff if you do end up getting caught. But here at least it's, kind of like holy shit uh hunts being though i will say i feel like it's a lot easier to avoid a hunt in obsidio because you just have to monitor your heart rate and you don't even need the like limited pills for your sanity for it to go into hunt you could just walk outside and be like yep time for a smoke break and just get your heart rate (laughs) down and then the ghost is all of a sudden like oh you're calmed down Okay, I guess I won't attack you. Yeah. I, I'll only attack you if you're about to go into cardiac arrest, so it's easier <laughs> to kill you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting take on, on it. But I guess that was one way for them to definitely change a perspective, or, like, change a mechanic from Phasmophobia's way, because if they added pills, that just seems a little too copycatty in a way. Speaking of Plus, that, I think being being out of the house would kind of help with sanity and heart rate. I think so, too. And speaking of that, though, what do you think of the basically, like, no death penalty in Obsidio? I like it. I honestly hate the, fa- like, the phasmophobia aspect of needing money to get equipment. Like, it makes sense, I suppose, but... I'm really just there to play the game and I don't want to have to put my avoid dangerous situations because I'm worried about my equipment being lost. And it's one of those things where I think I'd get more enjoyment from being in those dangerous situations, but I can't always do that because of the 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 death penalty. So I kind of like the fact that there's no death penalty in Obsidio. I liked it too because I always thought it was kind of weird that even after like a successful hunt and say you took in like five photos too, you'd still barely make over $200 and like $200 wouldn't even buy you the necessity kits of like just one of basically uh, EMF, the spirit box, the spirit book, um, flashlight and like whatever else you need to like actually find the clues like what i mean by necessity is those like items you absolutely need to locate the ghost i don't think 200 bucks would buy it and <laughs> like you said sometimes that stops you and makes you play a lot more cautiously where obsidio doesn't have that and maybe that's why people sometimes I've heard that they think it's too easy is because people kind of just rush in and don't care because they're like, Oh, I don't die. Or even if I die, I don't lose anything. So I like that. I don't need it, but I think there should still, well, I don't know. Cause I don't even know what a good penalty would be. If you die, if like (sighs) you get the, equipment but i don't know because i do like how i don't have to worry about money to locate the ghost yeah 
without uh, yeah, the there's, equipment. Yeah, there's pros and cons for sure. And I just... It's one of those things, like, if it wasn't there, would the game actually be better? Or is that just because I'm frustrated about, about dying so much? Yeah, because... I could see why people would want, like, an Ascendant, because it's kind of like, oh, okay, if I die, nothing happens besides the fact that I can't do anything this round until next round. Maybe, like, you could do it. I guess this is kind of taking something off of Don't Starve, is when you die and become a ghost, how you lose sanity to your other members. Mm-hmm. maybe something along those lines as like maybe you become a ghost and it can like causes your heart rate to increase faster than normal so like the death penalty wouldn't really affect you solo because you would just lose but then it it, it changes when you're playing with people because you're like well now that I'm dead, now you guys' heart rate's going to go up because we can feel the presence or we know someone died, so you're constantly going to be on edge. Or maybe when you go outside, it, like, your, what is it, like, the limit to what your heart rate can go down to is now increased. So now instead of, like, 75, now the lowest you can get to is 85 because someone died. And then it goes to 90 or 95 when another person dies. Stuff like that, I think, would be mm-hmm. a good implementation because then it makes you a little more cautious, but it, I don't think would be game breaking. Yeah, actually, I think that idea would be really cool. I love, yeah, like the whole don't starve aspect. It is, it would put pressure on staying alive, but it wouldn't affect the ability to play the game in the future because phasmophobia it affects your future gameplay, whereas this would only affect that specific round of play, and I really like that aspect. I think that would be a, a great addition to the game. Not to mention, I could easily see, like, spin-off challenges. Like, I, one person goes in and kills themselves, so you have a set <laughs> heart rate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting. There would also, It would also be cool to have, like... Well, I guess they already do this. I was going to say, on harder modes, you're heart rate increases faster and but that already happens so never mind (laughs) yeah like i said the ghost could either make your heart rate go faster or just put that like or both and put like a permanent block on like how low your heart rate could get because if you really think about it if you're a group of four and you just watch someone die and you're staying yeah, there. Yeah, that would fuck you up. I don't think you would ever, like, really calm down. Because in the back of your head, you will constantly be thinking, Oh, fuck. I could die next. Like, mm-hmm. and every little thing will heighten your senses. And, like, all of a sudden, like, stuff would do stuff. Or, like, maybe you get false images or, like, hallucinations. or I... <laughs> So this is just my personal thing. And this is because I personally, I both love and have a hate relationship with jump scares. Ah, uh, yeah. I think it would be hilarious. Because this could screw both the player and uh, your teammates or whatever. If maybe, as a ghost, you could jump scare your friends. And oh, like, that would be cool. Like, either just appear or like... You hit a button so they hear shit, 
or like even if it's just literally like a pop-up that happens on your thing and that's what causes your heart rate to go up is the jump scares and like maybe you can do it consciously but maybe like subconsciously you just like if you accidentally run into them it just happens but Mm -hmm. or the game just does it like randomly because someone died so you start hearing voices and stuff like that but i i think it would be funny to add jump scares like that to an already horror game when someone dies now you have to be prepared for jump scares so you'd be even more on edge and i think i don't know i i kind of like that concept yeah that would be a really fun one that would oh that would scare the shit out of everyone i think it would be perfect though because it's oh it would for sure because like phasmophobia i used to like instantly get chills when i walked into a house because of the whole sound thing which they did a fantastic job on but now it doesn't affect me as much. And I think adding something like this that if someone dies, all of a sudden now jump scares will happen. So now your your personal heart rate will probably never go down. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. That would be so good. So what do you think are some like main things that this game would need to improve to be like better than phasmophobia Uh, that's a tough one i don't know if i have a good answer for it i think because they are slightly different to where the improvements would definitely be very different i do think that the investigation well i don't know i was gonna say i think the investigation should be a little more difficult but i don't because they have the parts where you sometimes you need to walk around the house and find certain objects and that kind of increases the difficulty by making you stay in the house longer i don't know what would really need to be changed in order to beat faz because i feel like faz is already the gold standard because it was the original because if it was swapped i think faz would be looked down upon and would be i don't know what? Let me hear your answer so then I could... Um... So, one thing I was going to say is I think the ghost wiki needs uh, changed. Because... Oh, yeah. So, I have a few ideas for this. One is this could be a more progression type thing because I also heard one complaint about there's no levels in it, even though the levels literally do nothing for you like even on phasmophobia like the levels mean nothing besides the fact that you either play so much or you get successful hunts um but they don't unlock anything so for like a progression type thing if people would want it is maybe the ghost wiki doesn't have anything until you actually experience it And then it, like, so you see blood on the walls, and then blood on the walls is written in your ghost ricky, and that's when you can actually see what is happening. And so you don't know, like, what all ghosts, all the things are until you actually experience it. And I think it would be cool if, like, so you experience blood knives you experience whatever so that's where the other tools come in that help you actually investigate where the ghost is and 
help you identify the ghosts is with those and the obviously ghost experience so then if you successfully get it right next time you go look at your ghost wiki for that specific ghost it's like oh okay well now there's blood writing portraits flying and all this stuff so i think that would be one way to make the ghost wiki not as powerful as it is but then also reward players for continuously playing and learning the ghost because if you think about it in like real life you get better at your job the more you do it so you get more hands-on experience you know more things so obviously if you played it so much and you have it completely filled out it would make sense because you're like oh this has happened before oh this happened like yeah um my issue with that would be that this would it would be a front-loaded fix it would improve the beginnings of the game but as you continue it would kind of take away i mean it wouldn't add anything to later in the gaming experience because once you played x amount of hours you'll probably have everything and it would mainly just be the the first time you played it added value um but it, i mean not to say that wouldn't be a interesting improvement because if, depending on if it took like 100 hours, 200 hours, it'd still take some time and kind of add that value into the game. But on a similar note, I think my improvement would just be overall improving the cell phone interface thing because you have five different tabs to choose from and it can kind of be a lot to take in and you're constantly bouncing back and forth. It's not very intuitive right away and it kind of takes some experience to know. I feel like it would easily be condensed in a way, but that's just me. I don't really like the UI of the game. No, that makes sense because it is a little hard to get used to. And I just think, yeah, for me, I think the biggest issue is the ghost wiki because it does such a good job with these ghost interactions. But if you just happen to get one that's like the presence... All of a sudden, you know, oh, hey, it's Krampus. So I think they either need to do something with the wiki or at least, I, I don't know how you would like slow down interactions, but like just some of the stuff where it's like, oh, okay, there's blood on the walls. And it's like, oh, this is rare, but this was the first thing we discovered. So it's like, okay, so it's probably not this one. But you never know because maybe it was a rare occurrence. It was the first thing. I just wish it was like... Because I feel like when you play with multiple people, you find so many clues so quick that you instantly narrow it down that fast. So I wish, I guess, the... Either interactions slow down a bit or they just do something with that ghost wiki to where you either have to experience it firsthand or you have to do something to maybe unlock new things like by finding information about the ghosts or about like certain things that the ghost wiki comes about or something. I don't know. Just something. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that yeah. is what needs to be yeah, definitely slowing down the events would probably fix a lot of things. Eh. But the events are kind of the main focus of the thing, so 
I don't know. It might make it too boring. If that's why I say I think the wiki needs yeah, some kind fair. of fix where that's why, like you said, yeah, I get what you mean. It's only a front load fix. Cause by the time people play it, but I feel part of me feels like that's okay because even in like MMOs or other games, when you get to end game, it's like you've already completed it. You got like this high level armor. So now you can go do whatever you want. Like in Fallout, when you get upgraded power suits, you could just go and do whatever the fuck you want because people can't kill you. So I feel like that would still kind of work in this because it's like, oh, I played so much, so now I have it fully kitted. But if you played that much that you have it fully kitted, you probably already kind of know some habits of the ghost. So like if you see this, you could probably already would know, oh, it's going to be this. And they're like, how do you know that? Right. Oh, because I've seen this. And it would make you feel like you're an actual person in the game, I think, because it's like you learn that as you went. But I could see why right. yeah, that, that makes sense. discouraging for other players too. Mm-hmm. Because then it's kind of like, oh, well, I unlocked everything. What's the point in keep playing it? Because it's still fun to see the interaction. But you're like, oh, well, I already know the ghost. Well, okay. Then you played it for <laughs> 50 hours. Okay, if you want to stop, I, I, I think you got your money's worth at least. So I kind of like that idea. That would... I would still stick with that as my one improvement. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair improvement. So I guess the final thing would be, do you think that this game is worth the $12 that it is right now? And what one do you think you would prefer, you prefer more obsidio or phasmophobia? So I'll be honest with you at first, I was going to say, yes, it was worth it because I thought phasmophobia was $20. But it's not. It's only fourteen. So, oh, at least when I last checked on Steam, and I don't think that's on sale. I think they just have that as the price. So, Obsidian was eleven ninety nine, and Phasmophobia is thirteen ninety nine. So, I'll be honest with you: for the two extra dollars, go for Phasmophobia. If you had to choose between yeah. these two, I know this is an Obsidian video or podcast, but Phasmophobia for the extra two dollars, yes. If it was $12 versus $20, I would have kind of leaned towards Obsidio. It would, I guess it all depends on like your financial standpoint. Because, like I said, I think... I said, I've said it before with some indie games, but like Raft, I thought, had potential, and they have an endgame with it, and I'm like... For as much as I played Raft, I definitely think I got my money's worth out of it. Yeah. The Yeah, no. Oh, oh no, I was just going to say I completely agree. I I did not know the price that price point difference. I thought Faz was 20. So I agree that for the extra $2, Faz is more well-rounded and I the well more well-established game, so that'd probably be the one that if you were debating between the two to go for Faz. To be f- is now, is Obsidio still considered early access, or is it a mm. game? Like, I don't know. Let me check the store page real quick. Because I know for a while it was early access. I mean, Phasmophobia wasn't. It's early still access. early access. Yeah, so. 
But the fact that Baz went down, because I'm almost positive it was 1999, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm having the Mandela effect. But <laughs> overall, at the price point right now with the games, how they are right now, Phasmophobia, spend the extra $2. Obsidio by itself. I don't think I lost my money's worth because I do want to play it more. And I probably will at least play it enough to where I will get my money's worth. And if they happen to surprise me and keep updating, I think it would be fantastic. Because, like I said, I just wish he would... I think he should sell it to a game company. See if they what they can do with it and kind of make it more action-y. Instead of like a Phasmophobia where about more of a Ghostbusters... I guess type feel to it without being Ghostbusters and like keeping this intact how you investigate and do all this stuff and like the exorcism instead of using like weapons and stuff like that if it did that I think the value would go through the roof but I still have to play it more to get my values with it if you can put in probably the 20 to 30 hours to play this game I think you would get your money's worth but as of right now i think it would be hard to unless you have a group of friends that you know would be willing to play this game instead of phasmophobia but as of right now with the how it's only two dollars lower i i can't say it's worth it yeah i think with most of like both of these games it has to be played with multiplayer i don't think there there's much playability within single player but yeah, it, it's one of those games that there's a lot of improvements that need to be made in order for it to actually be worth the total value. Yeah, I definitely had fun, and I'll pro- I personally will probably get my money's worth of it because I enjoy this type of game playing with my friends. So if this is not your cup of tea, it is not worth it. If you do enjoy this, and you probably will play it again, because like I said, I love the ghost interactions. I could play it probably get my money's worth just keep going in to see the different ghost interactions because I think they're really cool. But if this is not your cup of tea, if you think, oh, I, I want to try this genre game out, go for Phasmophobia. You'll, yeah. For $14, you, you will 100% get your money's worth with Phasmophobia. I just can't guarantee you that with Obsidio. So my final thing would be a no. Agreed. Yep, I think that sums it up pretty well, honestly. And my question of the day, I guess, would be, if you've played Obsidio or Phasmophobia, like both of them, what do you choose? I think I would still choose Phasmophobia at this point. Yeah, agreed. And that'll be it for this episode, so don't forget to show some love and support at patreon.com slash weepspawn. And of course, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Weepspawn. And you can contact us at uh, Weepspawn at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you guys next time when we Weepspawn.